This shit a motherfucking layup. I been Steph Curry with the shot. Been cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 10 of Curry in the Pot. I got a special episode for you guys today. It's not the usual. So we're just going to hop right into it. Y'all already know what that sound means. We're talking straight NFL draft today. As y'all all know, the NFL draft is tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. I'm going to be giving you guys some of my top picks, some of my sleepers, and also I'm going to talk about some of the some of the big name players whose draft stock has fallen. And I'm going to talk about, you know, certain allegations, certain off the field issues. And I'm going to talk, you know, a little comparisons. So let's get right into it. First things first. The Cleveland Browns pick number one, and it's been a lot said. Will they take Miles Garrett? Will they not? Will they take a quarterback like Mitch Trubinsky? Me personally, I think they should just go ahead and grab Miles Garrett, stop messing around, you know, stop the smoke screen, whatever they're trying to do to get people to trade up or what have you. I think they should take Miles Garrett. That's the safest pick. Uh, he's a freak athlete. He was outstanding at Texas A&M this year. Most people think he's the best player on the board. He is an impact player. He will give the Browns an immediate presence on defense. They could command double teams. He's just going to be a stud in my opinion. A few more names I want to talk about. One is Leonard Fournette, who is the best running back in this class in my opinion. He was a standout at LSU. He's arguably... Uh, a once-in-a-decade player, honestly. We've been spoiled because last year we had Ezekiel Elliott, but they say Leonard Fournette is a once-in-a-decade player, and he can range in the four to eight range. Potential landing spots include the Jacksonville Jaguars, the New York Jets, and the Carolina Panthers, who all need running backs. If I have, If my gut feeling could tell me, I think the best landing spot would be the Panthers. You can go right in and play with Cam Newton. But if, if my gut feeling tells me he might just go to the Jaguars, but who knows? We could see a lot of surprises in the draft. Also, names like Kristen McCaffrey have been flowing all around the draft board. I read he could be drafted by the Redskins at 17. And recently, I read that he might not even fall out of the top 10. And a potential landing spot might be the Carolina Panthers. Kristen McCaffrey, he, he can do all sorts of things for you. He can run. He can run the ball, also a linebacker receiver. Like he's a unique, he's a unique player in this draft. So really quickly, I'm gonna give you all my top five. And number one, I have the Browns selecting Miles Garrett. And number two, the 49ers are in an interesting position. I think they're either gonna take Solomon Thomas, the defensive lineman out of Stanford, or they're gonna take Jamal Adams, the safety from LSU, which is really high for a safety. But I think those two names are in for play if the Browns, I mean, if the 49ers do not trade back. That's going to be interesting. The Bears have the number three pick. They could, they might take John uh, Jamal Adams if he's still there. But I have them taking Jonathan Allen, uh, the defensive lineman out of Alabama, who can pretty much do it all across the D-line. And number four, I have the Jags taking Leonard Fournette. And if Jamal Adams is there at five, I have the Titans taking him. 
But there's bound to be some shakeups in the draft. Uh, they said the Titans are 50-50 on if they're going to trade their pick or not. So it's going to be honestly very interesting to see. So now I'm going to talk my potential sleepers. And my first sleeper is going to be Cooper Cup, the wide receiver from Eastern Washington. Uh, he's been outstanding most of his collegiate career. I know he plays in the FCS. But as a freshman, this guy was a monster. He had, he had 93 catches. Si- Almost 1,700 receiving yards and 21 touchdowns as a freshman, ladies and gentlemen. This guy is like the Carson Wentz of wide receivers, honestly. For his career, he has 73 touchdowns, 428 catches, and 6,464 receiving yards. He has an NFL comparison to Jarvis Landry. They pretty much, they have a lot of comparisons if you look at the film. But I think he compares well because both aren't. You know, crazy athletic, but they they can run routes pretty well. So Cooper Cup is a name to watch out for. Uh, maybe a day two guy. Uh, also, my second sleeper is Buddha Baker, the safety out of Washington. Honestly, Washington has been producing some great players lately, uh, mainly on the defensive end. In 2015, they had three first round picks, including Marcus Peters, Shaq Thompson, and Danny Shelton. Uh, all who are playing just fine. Marcus Peters is an all-pro defensive back on the Kansas City Chiefs. So that, that's some insight right there. But Buda Baker, he has a player comparison. In my opinion, he plays just like Earl Thomas. So if he doesn't go first round, he's a steal, honestly, because the guy can play. He has some great, some great ball skills. He can pretty much play that center field role at safety, at free safety. So it's going to be interesting to see where he lands. My next sleeper is Sidney Jones, cornerback from Washington as well. And he tore his Achilles on pro on his pro day, but he was projected to be a first-round pick before the Achilles tear. So I look for him to go uh, day two, you know, second or third round. It's going to be interesting to see where he winds up. Whoever drafts him is getting an absolute stud. He has the player comparison of Marcus Peters. So if you draft Sidney Jones, you're drafting – Pretty much Marcus Peters, they play just alike, same size, same build, everything. You can just look at the tape. Another sleeper, I'm going to go back to offense, uh, Samaje Piran, the running back out of Oklahoma. A lot of people are talking about Joe Mixon and where he might fall, but Samaje Piran played running back while Joe Mixon was suspended, and he, he, he played pretty well. Uh, this is a good running back class. Uh, you might have three to go first round, Leonard Fournette, Kristen McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. But in the later rounds, you can get some good value, and you can potentially get a Jordan Howard type of running back. Jordan Howard from Indiana, he was drafted fifth round by the Chicago Bears, and he did not disappoint. He play, He ended up playing after some injuries, but he did not disappoint rushing for over 1,300 yards. I wanted the Redskins to draft him last year. I was screaming for the Redskins to draft him, but they did not. So we're just going to have to see. But Samaje Piran is a good running back. And my last sleeper is Tease Tabor, the cornerback from Florida. I wouldn't be surprised if the Dallas Cowboys drafted him. Tease Tabor's stock has fallen because of his combine and his pro day. He was running, you know, low high four sixes and four sevens. That's not, that's not really want what you want from a cornerback. But he plays better. He, he runs better in pads. So wherever he winds up, 
going to be very interesting to see. I think he's a still, especially after the first round, but I wouldn't be surprised if a team like the Dallas Cowboys selected him. Uh, they could use some cornerback help because Mo Claiborne and Brandon Carr are no longer on the roster. They could use some secondary help, so it's going to be interesting to see where he winds up. I also want to talk about uh, interesting player. A lot of people want to know where I think Deshaun Watson may uh, wind up. I think he's in play uh, at number 12 to the Browns. That could be a potential landing spot. I think a perfect fit probably would be with the Houston Texans at pick number 25. Bill O'Brien has said that he's, he loves Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson has said he enjoyed his visit with the Texans. That's going to be a good pick. I, I really, I'm really curious to see where he falls. Another quarterback I wanted to highlight is Mitchell Trubinsky, the quarterback from North Carolina, who only started 13 games last year. I think he's a project. I think if you get if he gets drafted by a good organization, you know, like the Saints, the Cardinals, that he could you know groom behind. He could be groomed behind a Carson Palmer or a Drew Brees. That would be perfect. But I think teams are gonna reach for him. I mean, he he has a lot. He has a lot of potential, a lot of upside, but he's not ready right now. He's more of a project. Uh, two other quarterbacks that you could see go in the late rounds include Josh Dobbs and Brad Kaya. Brad Kaya played in a pro-style offense at Miami. And Josh Dobbs, he put up big numbers at, at Tennessee. He put up big numbers for the Volunteers. And another interesting quarterback is Pat Mahomes, one of my probably one of my favorite quarterbacks in the draft. He probably is my favorite. Pat Mahomes, the quarterback from Texas Tech, this guy has a rocket, man. He has a cannon. I think he'll have a top five arm in the NFL, honestly, as soon as he comes in. He he could sling. He could definitely sling the rock. The Texans would be a good landing spot for him, but if the Cardinals can draft him and let him develop behind Carson Palmer, that would be great. But Pat Mahomes is a guy that everybody should keep an eye on. Next, I want to talk two players who tested positive for diluted samples. And that's Reuben Foster and Jabril Peppers. I think Reuben Foster is—he's my favorite player in the draft in the entire draft. I think he could—he would be great if he falls to number seventeen. I'm, I'm praying that he falls to seventeen at the Redskins. But he tested positive for a diluted sample. He also had uh, an incident at the hospital where he was going off. But I think he would be—he's—he's going to be a steal wherever he goes. He's a top ten pure talent. But he probably will fall out of the top 10. If the Redskins could get their hands on him at 17, that would be great. Jabril Peppers is another player of the DB from Michigan. He he was great at Michigan. But I don't think – I don't know if he's going to be great at the NFL level. I think a potential landing spot for him might be the Dallas Cowboys if he goes uh, first round. But he'll be really interested. It'll be really interesting to see where he goes if he doesn't go first round. But Jabril Peppers, I think – I think he could play – I think it depends more on the scheme and the system that he plays in, mainly because he's one of those hybrid players. But back to the diluted samples, me personally, I don't really have a problem. I'm not a, a scout or an executive in the NFL, but I don't really see it as a big deal. It's not like you're testing positive for marijuana or you're testing positive for performance-enhancing drugs, so – it's going to be interesting to see where both of those two players fall. The next prospect I want to talk about is Garyon Conley, 
who cornerback from Ohio State, who was recently accused of rape, and him and his camp and his attorney, they're saying that those allegations are false. And you could look up the police report, but they're completely saying those allegations are, are false. Garyon Conley is a guy who's supposed to get drafted on day one. It was said that him and his teammate, Marshawn Lattimore, are 1A and 1B talent-wise. And executives and analysts are saying that Garyon Conley might fall to round three, which is an absolute steal for whoever gets their hands on him. I think it's pretty unfortunate that his stock is going to fall because of potential rape allegations. It's just, it's kind of sad, honestly. The next two players I want to talk about are players who have been associated with domestic violence. Most recently, defensive lineman Caleb Brantley from the University of Florida allegedly beat a woman unconscious. He was a lock to go first round, but analysts and scouts are saying that he may not even get drafted at all. Maybe in the later rounds, round six or seven, a day three guy. And that's pretty unfortunate. He he just basically missed out on millions with this incident. And Joe Mixon, the running back from Oklahoma, who who slapped a woman a few years ago, and a lot of people are holding that over his head, but many analysts are saying that he's the best running back in the class. And I think an instant landing spot for him would be second round to the Chiefs. Uh, you know, Jamal Charles was recently released. They still have Spencer Ware. But I think Andy Reid, I don't think Andy Reid would pass up on a talent like that. But Joe Mixon has been said to be the best running back in the draft, so it's going to be very interesting to see where he winds up. Obviously, I think he'll go on day two. So it's going to be interesting to see. And now I will get into some local news. I will talk the Redskins, who I think they're going to draft. The Redskins honestly have an odd pick at pick number 17. I don't really like that pick. There's guys who think they should have gone top 10, but they fell in the draft. I said I said before, if Reuben Foster's there at 17, Bruce Allen, Dan Snyder need to jump all on that. I think he's the best defensive player in the draft after Miles Garrett. The Redskins should jump all over that. But if they don't, if there's not a guy that they really love, maybe even Jared Davis, the inside linebacker from Florida, if there's not a guy that they love, I think they should trade back, which – it's not crazy for the Redskins to trade back. They even traded back last year one pick. They swapped with the Texans and got picked up a six-round pick for this year's class. So if the Redskins don't see a guy they really love, I think they should go Ruben Foster or Jared Davis. They should trade back, get some more picks, and bolster up You know that front seven, the D-line, and inside linebacker in particularly. And it wouldn't hurt to grab another pass rusher. As always, I want to thank all my listeners. Today, I wanted to try something a little different, give you guys, you know, a a little spice. And I wanted to talk NFL Draft. But tomorrow, we will be back on our regular routine, talking NBA playoff news. The Wizards, they got a win. They got a well-needed victory last night against the Hawks. And also, the Celtics took command over the series against the Bulls last night. But I'm gonna get I'm gonna talk more about that tomorrow. I just wanted to thank everybody for the love and support. Again, I hope you guys love listening as much as I love recording and sharing my opinions and breaking news with you guys. It really means a lot. I just wanna thank everybody for the continued love and support. I will not stop. 
And uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Curry in the Pot underscore. Follow my SoundCloud at Curry in the Pot. Or you can follow my personal Twitter. Be like Mike. Uh, you can replace the I with an X and Mike. So it's B-E-L-I-K-E-M-X-K-E. You can follow me on there. And I want to thank all of you guys for listening. I'll be back with episode number 11 tomorrow. So I just wanted to thank everybody for listening. This is Curry in the Pot. Episode number 10 is done.